Thanks for listening to this segment of the Beyond the Game program. We do hope you enjoy it. Just a reminder that the show is listener-supported. Your financial gifts and prayerful support are critical in helping us air this program and bringing the gospel to thousands of people around the world through Sports Talk Radio. Find out more at our website, btgprogram.com. And once again, thanks for listening. Welcome back into the program. Rick Benson along with Zach Barletta, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. Zach, you remember May 2014, we went into the studio for the first time. We're going to do our very first show. I do. I remember it pretty vividly. And I remember thinking as we left, wow, that was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And we'll probably never get to do it again because they're not going (laughs) to let us come back for a second show. But somehow they did and we're still going. We were on ESPN at the time, and our studio engineer at that time was a guy who I kind of knew, though not really all that well. Over the years, he's become a good, good friend. He's now the host of the Dan Borello Overtime Show, part of Rock Sports Network. Dan Borello is back with us this time as our interview guest. Dan, congratulations on the new show. Thanks so much for taking time out to talk with us. Rick, thank you for having me on again. Appreciate it. Remember the days when I was producing your show in 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 uh, in BTG's infancy, and now you guys have expanded. You're you're at WYSL. You're doing really well for yourself. Congratulations. Well, thank you. The show airs Monday nights. Tell us what we can expect. What where to tune in? So what we're doing is uh, Gary Sadak came to me a few years ago at Rock Sports Network, and he goes, I I see you have a po- actually a couple years ago said I see you do a podcast, a daily podcast. Nobody does a daily podcast. I go well. Tony Kornheiser does. A few other people do. <laughs> Adam Carolla does. I thought I could do the same thing, but I tried to do one a day. And he goes, well, did you want to be part of the Rock Sports Network? Because I don't have a daily presence. I said, sure. So every day he would post my podcast. When I would do I would do it like four to four to five, sometimes six a week. And then we say, hey, well, you want to do a TV show at night? I said, sure. And so starting uh, this past week, Mark Gruba from uh, News 8 Sunrise was my first guest. And we decided to do... Uh, a show called Overtime with Dan Barello, and we're basically just talking about sports. And now it's going to be 99% football because it's on Mondays, but we want to slide it in before Monday Night Football. So as soon as the show ends at 8 o'clock, you could turn on Monday Night Football and watch that. But we want to get basically a recap of not just Sunday, but what happened Monday. Because what happened on Monday in the aftermath of Sunday is just as important. I mean, we, we've seen years where, you know, coaches have gotten fired on Monday before uh, seven o'clock. We've seen years where quarterbacks have been benched before Monday at seven o'clock. We've seen after after what happened on Sunday, or in 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 um, Trent Edwards's case, he was released uh, before Monday afternoon. So what's cool about the seven o'clock show is that pretty much all the major sports news is out of the way, but it's happened, and now you can not only recap Sunday's football action, or even college football on Saturday, but the big weekend events if there's a World Series game seven or deciding game, whatever, you could do that all on Monday night. Because I've always believed, as you know, Rick, that Mondays and Fridays are the best days to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays that everybody's grasping at straws. You're, of course, a graduate of St. John Fisher. You've covered, I believe you still do, some of their games. You've worked in local radio for years. Is this your first foray into television? And if so, do you have to prepare any differently? I did TV back in 07 with uh, Channel 13. Uh, if you remember, they used to have a guy named Darren Mark. Darren Mark was uh, the guy who would do the wacky stuff in the morning. And then Darren left for Kansas City. And so they asked me to fill in. So this is not my for- first foray into television. 
but it is the first time I've done it in about 12 years. And uh, it is a bit of an adjustment. I was told by my brother today who was uh, making fun of me at work. We worked together in, uh, in Buffalo. Uh, he was like, yeah, you, you dress like a rock star. That's not very sports-like. He goes, you're very jerky when you talk. You're like one of our uncles who passed away about 10 years ago. Uh, he goes, other than that, the content was fine. I go, that's all I care about, Joel, is the content. I don't care about – well, I care about how I look, but I think I look fine. I don't care what he says. So, But, yeah, this is the first time I've done television in, a, in an awfully long time. I never really had an interest in doing television unless I could do it my way and do my own show. But if I could do my own thing and give my own opinions, this is right up my alley. And this is perfect. We're talking with Dan Borello, host of the Dan Borello Overtime Show on Rock Sports Network. You can follow Dan on Twitter, at Dan Borello. I checked out the Overtime Show the other night, and as you've already mentioned, your first guest was WROC newsman Mark Gruba. I had never heard him talking sports before, but I thought he did a tremendous job. And he seemed he was great. very, very knowledgeable. Why, he was why knowledgeable did you pick- and comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, of course he'd be comfortable. Why did you pick Mark, and and have you always known that he had this sports side to him? Mark works at Channel 8 right now, like you mentioned, the Sunrise Show. He does it with Leah Landau and Josh Nichols. And what's interesting is that a lot of people don't know this, but 10 years ago he was was a news director in another station in town. And so he was a sports director, excuse me. And all of a sudden, you know, that station started like make, making like massive cutbacks and salaries and that type of thing. And so Mark, unfortunately, was one of those people who got let go, but he landed on his feet. Sports has always been a passion of his. It's, he went to school for it. He, he, he was one of these guys who not only was he the sports director and the sports anchor, but he also like he, he was kind of a backpack journalist. He had to shoot his own film. You know, what I'm saying he had to edit it. He had to produce it. He had to direct it. He was always brought in to do play by play at St. John Fisher College for a while. He's also doing play-by-play for them now on Cardinals All-Access for football and basketball, home games, not away games. But he's been a sports fan for years. He just happens to be doing news now. I've known Mark since 2005, 2006. He's done a great job. Actually, I've known him since I was in college, really. And I'm like, I, I do games with him at Fisher, not directly. Like, I'm on one side of the press box doing PA. He's on the other side doing play-by-play for Cardinals All-Access. But he was a natural fit. Because he's perfect, he's calm, he knows television, and I know that he loves sports, and this is a way for him to get his sports fix in, get his opinions out there as well. But he'd be the perfect first guest to have. Once again, we're talking with Dan Borello, at Dan Borello. I give out your Twitter handle, but for Rock Sports Network and Trainwreck Sports, there's a number of ways to follow them through social media. Can you share that with our listeners and kind of fill us in on the association there and maybe a bit about Rock Sports Network? rocksportsnetwork.com or rocksportsnet on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram. It's Gary Sadak's brainchild. But he, he got this idea that he could start his own sports network, and he was able to you know, do that with content on the TV station. He decided to bring some of that content to the Internet. So he put up a website. He got that, and he started like looking for people who were passionate about doing games, doing sports, and doing events. And now it's grown to at least four or five different shows on the network, plus he does Brockport football. They also do high school games, a lot of high school games. They try to do at least one high school game a week as well. And when they're not at Brockport, they try to get on a Saturday and do a high school game. So they do a lot of stuff. They do basketball. They want to bring the local flavor, the high school flavor, but they also have shows. The first show they did was the Huddle Show, which is airing on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, where where Ryan Laso and Icy Vic talk football. They were just two fans. They were part of the Bills Fanatics for a while. 
Gary found them and gave them a show. They've done a tremendous job. And Ryan has also graduated on to doing play-by-play for Brockport football. They now have a Syracuse show called The Ozone. Then they gave me my show. There's all kinds of content on Rock Sports Network. And you go to rocksportsnetwork.com or you go to their Facebook page. That just seems to be where everybody our age is at. And there you go there. Or you go to Instagram and they have the content right there for you at the, at the click of your thumb. Boom, it's right there. And you can watch. You can see how many people are watching. You can interact. You can comment. It's highly interactive. And he's been able to do this for a few years now. And things have really taken off. He's got a saber show during hockey season. He's got all kinds of content. And he's looking for people who want to do these types of things. Our guest is Dan Borello of the Dan Borello Overtime Show on the Rock Sports Network. He also writes a newspaper column, hosts a podcast. He's a lead singer for the local band Diggler's Bridge. You're a man of many talents. Is there a favorite in there? I love rock and roll. That one's my favorite. Yeah, Although, shows. I mean, I could talk sports. I could talk sports every day. But, I mean, rock and roll is my favorite sport. I've always told people. Um, I don't sing every song. I have a code of conduct. There are certain songs I will not sing. Like, ACDC has a song called Highway to You Know Where. I won't sing it. And I tell people at, at places, I go, uh, do you know what that place is really like? Have you read about it? And they get quiet. I go, but uh, I love playing rock and roll. And uh, that's that's my favorite thing to do. But you can't really do that in Rochester seven days a week. I have one band. I have another one in the works that we're working on. It's a tribute band. Uh, we won't get into details on that just yet because it might not hit, get off the ground. I mean, we, we, we think it will, but you never know. But rock and roll is my favorite. But, I mean, I love doing sports. I mean, I could talk about sports every single day because the subject matter always changes, which is why I do a daily podcast, because the subject matter is always changing. Now, I'm not trying to flatter you here. You already know that I love you. But you don't fit in any of the typical molds, if you will. You're a unique soul. You're your own man as a sports fan, as a radio host, even as a fellow believer in Christ, which I'll ask you about here in a minute. But before I do, yes. let me ask you this. How in the world did you get so opinionated and stubbornly so? You know, I I think that there's a, there's a term called hot take. Everyone's got to have a hot take. I, I'm not a big fan of that. But if you're going to have a hot take or if you're going to live in a world with hot takes, your take's got to be different. And you have to have some type of convictions to be a sports fan. I think you have to have a certain ideological thought process when looking at sports objectively and you have to have facts to back up your opinions or else you're just making these hackneyed arguments. Here, here, was a, here was a very, very hackneyed argument that came out this summer. Christian Wade should be on the Buffalo Bills roster. I go, based on what? <laughs> Two runs? I mean, he didn't even follow his blockers and he'll admit he doesn't know anything about football. I mean, you know, he and he's 27, 28 years old. That's old for an NFL running back, okay? You know, you, if you're going to have takes, and like you've talked with, you know, with, of course, Zach and, of course, you know, Darren, who used to be on the show, you know, and we used to talk to him say, look, if you're going to have a take, you gotta you got to have facts to back it up or else someone's going to come down and knock on your argument. You're going to lose credibility. So if you're going to do a sports podcast, you have to have an argument. You have to have credibility. You have to have a way to go to discuss it or else it's not going to work. Now, you're going to be wrong. And that's okay. Colin Coward's one of my favorite. He's my favorite sports talk show host because he admits when he's wrong. You know, I, I am opinion, but my opinions are like with a, with a wink and a smile. I mean, I I believe them. Don't get me wrong, but it's for entertainment value, and I do believe these things. But at the same time, sports is just a toy store of life. It's just a ride. Enjoy the ride. I said at the end of my show last night, sports. We're not we're not curing cancer or anything. It's just a ride. It's a way to bring people together and have fun. You know, so just enjoy the ride. Mm. Will you have the freedom on your new program to be true to your style of sports broadcasting? Yes, yes, I, absolutely. Uh, we do have a couple of rules, but for the most part, it's 
It's my show. I could do whatever I want. I could say whatever I want. You know, I mean, we are governed by newer and newer rules nowadays from, quote, society, I guess. It's things that you can't say. And uh, I, I really just ignore those like a 55-mile-an-hour uh, speed limit sign on the freeway. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you my opinions, and they're going to come from the right place. Uh, there was one, one incident recently where an ESPN broadcaster criticized another ESPN broadcaster for calling the University of Miami a third-world program. And he demanded that that other broadcaster apologize, which he did. And I said, are you kidding me? It's stuff like that. I mean, you can't just blindly go along with the Twitterverse, which leans a certain direction, and just go along with the mob. Because guess what? That's how you end up in trouble. And I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give you my opinions. I may agree with you. I may surprise you. But at the end of the day, I'm going to give you my art, my heartfelt opinion. And that's why Gary wants me to do the show, because he knows I'm going to bring it every time I do it. I mentioned a few minutes ago that you are a Christian. We're a faith-based broadcast. How long yes. have you had your faith in Christ? And, and would you mind sharing a little bit about that moment when you first trusted him as your Savior? I'll tell you what. So I was brought up in a church my entire life. I was brought up in the First Baptist Church of Silver Creek, New York. Um, my, my father and mother were saved in their late 20s, early 30s. And my father, I was a product of a second family. You know, my father, you know, had a, a rough first marriage. And um, he had a daughter, and, he, and his, his wife left him, and uh, he didn't know what to do. And his brother, my uncle, one of his five brothers, um, brought him to Christ. And then all of a sudden, things started turning around thanks to a great pastor in our church who, who led him. And then he turned his life around. And, you know, my mother um, was more of a gentle soul, <laughs> but she came to know Christ. They met, and they... They grew, and they, so they brought us to church. Now, I was one of those little kids who hated vacation Bible school, who hated going to Sunday school. I, I didn't want to go. Like, what's, who's this Jesus guy? Who are these people, the Jews? I mean, what are we talking about here? You know, and I'm like, can't we just go color? Can't I watch cartoons? But then one day, when I was seven years old, it kind of dawned on me, this Jesus guy is a pretty big deal. And, um, I mean, I came to know the idea of Christ at seven, but I think, like, as I got older, I realized who he was, and truly believed and understood what Jesus Christ meant and accepted him as my heart, as my Lord and my Savior, admitted that I was a sinner. Even at a young age, I knew I had sinned, and I revisit that moment every day, every day of my life, because I think you have to. Who's been the greatest influence in your life when it comes to faith? Well, my parents, but without a doubt. We've had mm. pastors come and go in my old church um, for various reasons. My father was always held strong. Now, he had his moments. He had his moments. But my parents set the example. They set the example. My father used to have a saying. People used to say, your kids are going to probably hate you. He goes, my kids may hate me, but if they hate me for the right reasons, because I love them, I can live with that, because someday they're going to realize what I'm trying to do. Mm. And he was right. You know, he was the good dad. You know, I make these comparisons. There's the good dads, and then there's the cool dad. The good dad, then the fun dad. Now, you can be cool and you can be fun, but you got to be a good dad first. Okay, and my father was a good dad. He wasn't the cool dad. I mean, he could be. He could. He could. He could be fun too. But he wasn't. That that didn't define him as a father. He was the good dad first. He he was consistent. You know, you talk about showing a sacrifice every day, a sacrifice on Sunday, a sacrifice Monday through Saturday, a sacrifice with your wallet, a sacrifice with your actions, a sacrifice with your service. My father did all those things, and it wasn't just in the church. It was in the community. It was it, it, it was everywhere. And my mother was the same way. That's that was that was the biggest influence. He was the family. My parents were the family rocks that people could look at and go, "That's why their family's working." My father would point to the sky and say, "It's Jesus, it's not me." Mm, sound like great folks. 
Last question, my friend, before we let you go. Any Anything we can pray about for you? You know, there's a lot of things. I'm not where I want to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love what I'm doing. But, I mean, I think we're, we're on the trajectory. Let's put it that way. But there's a lot of great things we want to do with the sports network. There's a lot of great things I want to do in my own life. You know, like I said, sports is the toy store of life. But uh, I'm going to tell you, there were some dark moments. Um, full disclosure, I'm divorced. Full disclosure, um, I've had I've been laid off three times in my dream jobs. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I've had some ups and downs in my life. God never left. My life never ended. It was never over. And there was always another door that opened. Now, sometimes it takes a while. But once you get on it, if you keep your faith and you stay true to it, you'll continue to advance. Now, there's going to be things that happen. Like Charles Stanley once like was going down the stairs and he broke his arm or his leg or something. And he said, what are you up to now, Lord? You know, you have to have that relationship and continue to talk with God all day. Like C.S. Lewis once said his grandfather, he once hid in his closet to hear his grandfather pray. I think it was C.S. Lewis, maybe somebody else. And then all his, father, his grandfather said when he got on his knees at night was, good night, Lord. <laughs> and he went to bed. <laughs> and the reason was because he talked with God all day. You know, a lot of people believe in God. A lot of people believe in Jesus or say they do. But they're not putting forth the sacrifice. They're not putting forth the effort. Not just giving stuff up, but sacrificing yourself and, you know, humbling yourself before God has to and following Christ. You know, that's, that's not an easy thing to give up. You're giving up a piece of your ego. You're giving up a piece of your... I pray that, like, I'm able to, you know, glorify God in everything that I do, including playing in a rock and roll band, which, you know, sometimes attracts a lot of different people. You know, talk at sports. Sometimes I go off on the rails a little bit, and I got to bring it in. I just hope that at some point that, uh, as Pastor Grace once said at First Bible Baptist Church, God wants a return on his investment. And I pray that I'm able to give him one when I end up meeting him that day. That's great stuff, Dan. I want to thank you again for joining us. It is always good to catch up with you. You too. I just want to throw in one more thing, Rick, if I could. I, I don't take it too much of your time. I, I was just in Memphis last week, and I got to tour Sun Records. I got to tour Graceland. And uh, my boss, it was a business trip, and he handed me a penny. He's kind of superstitious. And we're at the uh, we're at the meditation garden where Elvis is buried. He's got a cross with Jesus on it and everything else. And he goes, make a wish. And I'm not a superstitious person. But I, you know, just I could I couldn't just not flip the penny into the uh, into the pool. Well, off to the side, there's a little memorial stone for Elvis's mother, Gladys, and it says, "Have thine own way, Lord." Mm. And I flipped the penny in the air into the water and said, "Have thine own way, Lord, whatever your will is." And I that that's what I'm hoping for, and that's not an easy thing to do, <laughs> as you know. So yeah. that's 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 if I, if my advice to anybody's like, let go and let God handle it. Full surrender. That's right. Thanks again, Dan. It is great to talk with you. You too, Rick. Thank you so much. That's Dan Borello, host of the Dan Borello Overtime Show on the Rock Sports Network, airing Monday nights at 7 p.m. Again, Rock Sports Network. When we come back, we'll cap off the program with our You Like That segment. Stick with us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Long distance information. Give me. 